boom we are live ladies and gentlemen boys and girls it is of course your boy nolan hawkeye anthony here and i hope you guys are having a fantastic week wherever you may be and of course however you may be listening got a great show for you guys today we are going to be taking a look at iowa's ncaa tournament matchup against the richmond spiders i believe it is i'll take a look at that further uh the iowa hawkeyes of course won the big 10 tournament they are one of the hottest teams uh in the country right now they're so hot uh the computers are so high on them currently that evanmaya.com in their sim- simulation had uh the iowa hawkeyes as their national champs uh, of course, Iowa has some pretty good, pretty good odds to win the NCAA tournament at the very least to make the Sweet 16, which I think anything above the Sweet 16 uh, right off the bat would be a huge accomplishment. So Sweet 16 or above would be a huge accomplishment uh, for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Dick Vitale, of course, has Iowa as a Final Four team. Uh, not just Final Four team, but a team to play in the NCAA tournament against the Kentucky Wildcats. Of course, the team where C.J. Frederick, uh, former Iowa Hawkeye shooting guard, uh, transferred. I just kind of want to provide an overview uh, and just a little bit of the regular season and Big Ten tournament summary. Uh, so every every basketball game before the NCAA tournament, because I'm going to also be giving you guys my prediction and uh, what I think would be a reasonable expectation for this Iowa Hawkeye team. Okay, it, it's important to note that I would say that the media and even more specifically the Iowa media, of course, not me were kind of meh on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, You know, they weren't necessarily low on them, but as Patrick McCaffrey said uh, in his interview, they were predicted uh, to finish around 10th in the Big Ten. And not only did they not finish 10th, they finished in the top five and won, obviously, the Big Ten uh, tournament. So, Now, my expectations for this Iowa Hawkeye ball club was for them to be a 20-win team and an NCAA tournament team. Uh, So, you know, obviously it's kind of hard to adjust it based off of what other people people thought and what I thought. Um, I'm not necessarily surprised by the growth of this Iowa team. I, I mean, I am in a certain regard because, well, winning the Big Ten tournament title when they've never, you know, who could have predicted that? Who could have predicted that? Um, but nevertheless, the Iowa Hawkeyes also finished 13th in the Ken Palm. Uh, they have the second best offense in the country. And as um, Wall- Wally... Wally Zerbiak said in his, uh, I think it was the CBS uh, selection or pre, or no, it was was the post-game show. Wally Zerbiak 
said that Iowa had one of the most free-flowing, efficient offenses in the country. And he also said that their defense was starting to get better, which is true. The, the defenses, Iowa's defensive growth has been the biggest reason uh, for Iowa's February and March success. Uh, but make no mistake, what makes this Iowa team tick is their offense. And who could have guessed that their offense would have been just as good, if not better, by the end of the season than last year's offense? Let's take a look. I mean, let's think about for a second what they lost last year. Joe Wieskamp, an NBA shooting guard uh, slash small forward. C.J. Frederick, who was a two-year starter for the Iowa Hawkeyes, obviously. Jack Nungy, who has gone, uh, you know, who went to Xavier and is has been this season uh, Xavier's leading scorer. Uh, Xavier did not make the NCAA tournament. A lot of people thought they got snubbed, but that shows, and obviously Iowa lost Luca Garza, their national player of the year. While I'm on that topic, I think that Keegan Murray absolutely got snubbed of the Big Ten Player of the Year. And I don't want to dive into this too much since this is a preview uh, against Richmond and, well, more or less an NCAA tournament preview. Regardless, I think Keegan Murray got snubbed. He, for me, well, let's just say this. In, in, in the modern era of basketball, when it comes to MVP trophies, uh, the media and coaches usually vote for the best player on the best team. And in my opinion, that is a secondary argument to be made only if there are one, two, or three guys tied. But that is not a primary reason to choose someone as your MVP of the year. For me, there are, you know, statistics. What, how important is that player to his team? And then obviously the eyeball test. Who, who, did, who does your eyeball tell you is the most talented player in the league? And to me, it's Keegan Murray, Keegan Murray, Keegan Murray. And I think most people would agree with that. I'll give you an example. Keegan Murray was a unanimous selection for the Big Ten, uh, all Big Ten first team. Whereas Johnny Davis, who is the Big Ten Player of the Year, was not. Meaning everyone knew how damn good Keegan Murray was, but not everybody was convinced of Johnny Davis. So that is a travesty that Keegan Murray did not win. And quite frankly, it kind of bothers me that Fran McCaffrey did not win Coach of the Year, considering how much they lost from last year and winning the Big Ten tournament title. All right, moving on. As I said, Iowa finished 13 in the Ken Palm. Um, I want to see, and they finished with the 77th best defense in the country. And I said, if they could finish top 80 in defes defensive efficiency, they would be one of the hardest teams to beat in the, in the country. And I still maintain that. And I think we have seen that success play out 
uh, over the course of this season. Going back to a thought that I was having um, a little bit earlier with Iowa's offense finishing offense finishing second in offensive efficiency, who could have predicted that? Your boy right here. I knew that this offense was going to be fantastic. In fairness, I didn't know that it was going to be as good as last year's team, if not better. But, you know, Fran McCaffrey has shown time and time again that he knows how to get the most out of his guys on offense. And lastly, Iowa finished uh, 14th in the net rankings. So 13 in the Ken Palm and 14th in the net rankings. And again, I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm shocked that they only got a fifth seed because a fifth seed means that they are a top 20 team. But in reality, they are a top 16 team, which would be a top four seed. I believe Iowa all, uh, also finished um, 16th. I was going to say 14th in the pay, uh, AP rankings. That is incredible. Uh, a great achievement for Fran McCaffrey and his squad. Um, again, so happy for them. All right, let's turn our attention to Richmond here, uh, which... ESPN gives Iowa an 84% chance of beating the Spiders. Uh, and, you know, looking at this team, they have been hot of late. I mean, obviously, they won. They have won their last one, two, three, four games. And Iowa is the same thing. They have won their last four games. Someone on Facebook, at uh, you know, asked me, one of my guys, asked me uh, if we should be concerned about Richmond. And the answer is, well, I mean, a little bit. Um, any team who wins their tournament title is playing with a ton of confidence uh, and is, well, playing pretty good. Um, and the other aspect is once once you get to the Division I level and the professional ranks, these guys – uh, all of them, whether it's the Big Ten or whatever conference Richmond is in, it does not, they know how to compete. And these Richmond players know how to compete. That's why they are in the NCAA tournament. So from that respect, Iowa absolutely must respect their opponent in Richmond. But as we have seen in years past from Fran McCaffrey, most of the time, if not all the time, his Iowa teams have shown great respect to their first round opponent uh, of a smaller school and beaten them pretty convincingly uh, and done well against them. Uh, now, on the flip side, if Iowa plays like they are capable of playing, I they there should be nearly zero concern that Richmond will beat them. As long as Iowa plays their B to an A game, well, let's go B plus to an A plus game. There's very few teams that can beat them uh, in the country. So that is that. Uh, Iowa is a 10 and a half point favorite here. And let's take a look at uh, the stats here, full player stats. Let's take a look at what uh, is going on. I'm going to read this excerpt from you first. This is from uh, Sean Bach over at 247 Sports, who I believe has your boy blocked. <laughs> has your boy blocked. Um, nonetheless, got to give credit where credit is due. Let's read this. 
Iowa basketball officially clinched uh, a berth to the in the NCAA tournament on Sunday as it defeated Purdue uh, to win the Big Ten championship, thus landing an automatic bid. The Hawkeyes were already safe in the field, but winning the Big Ten definitely helped its standing in the round of 64. Uh, not a good sentence there. Here's what should be known about Richmond. Richmond came into the uh, into the Atlantic 10 tournament, so they're in the Atlantic 10, which is a pretty good basketball conference, with a 19 and 12 overall record, and was 10 and 8 in conference play. The Spiders picked up key wins over St. Louis and St. Bonaventure uh, later in the season during conference play. A few of Richmond's notable non-conference victories include Northern Iowa which I saw that one, uh, and Toledo. Richmond suffered non-conference losses to Maryland, Mississippi State, Drake, and Utah State. So let's see, one, two, two of the teams Iowa has beaten uh, beat uh, Richmond. Now, of course, it doesn't, the math doesn't always work that way, uh, but nonetheless, the loss to Utah, Utah State was the biggest loss margin for the Spiders at 11. According to Ken Palm, Richmond is number 68 in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency. The Spiders are 105th in effective field goal percentage and are ninth nationally. Uh, in what? Ninth nationally in what? Uh, okay. Most of Richmond's success on offense is inside the arc as it is 78th nationally on two-point field goals. An area where Richmond struggles is the offensive glass. Uh, so that is an area Iowa can absolutely get an advantage as Iowa has been way better on the offensive glass. Uh, I also want to say personally that the emergence of a and, uh, and Perkins, um, but more specifically a uh, and Sanford, let's throw Sanford in there, but going back to Gundale gives Iowa another option that they just simply did not have earlier in the season. So that is important. Um, <clears throat> the Spiders are 327th in the country in offensive rebounding percent, uh, percentage. On defense, Ken Palm lists Richmond as the 104th team in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency. Okay, not a good matchup for Richmond against Iowa as Iowa has the best off one of the best offenses in the country. Top two, top two. Um, Richmond does a good job of keeping teams off the foul line. It does not block a lot of shots, but a steal percentage of 11.6% is 38th in the country. According to Ken Palm, Richmond relies a lot on its starters to get the job done. The spiders are 272nd in bench minutes which means they virtually never use their bench. Richmond is an experienced team as it ranks 18th nationally in experience uh, per Ken Palm. That's something to look out for. Um, Tyler Burton is the leading scorer and rebounder for Richmond. Burton, who is listed at six foot seven, so he'll be matched up against Keegan Murray or Tony Perkins uh, and probably Connor McCaffrey and maybe even Patrick McCaffrey is a junior averaging 16.3 points per game and 7.5 rebounds per contest. Burton will look to attack the basket and draw fouls. He's a complete player as he's also shooting 37% from three-point land. According to Ken Palm, he is averaging 
uh, fouls drawn per 40 minutes and is shooting 80% from the free throw line. Forward Grant Golden and guard Jacob Gilliard round out the top scorers list for Richmond. Golden is second on the team, averaging 14.3 points per game and shooting 51% from the field. Golden is one of the more efficient scorers inside the arc in the Atlantic 10. He can step out and shoot from three, but does most of his scoring inside the arc. He is listed at six foot 10 and will be an interesting matchup for the Hawkeyes. True, true. Uh, Gilliard is the lead guard for Richmond. He is averaging 12.9 points per game and 5.5 assists. He does not leave the court often as he is the second highest minute percentage in the country per Ken Palm. Wow. Uh, Golden is also a pest on the defensive end and the eighth best steal percentage in the country and is only committing 1.6 fouls per 40 minutes. So that'll be interesting to watch. j has struggled a little bit uh, of late. We saw it against Indiana and we saw it against Purdue uh, with some pressure, not because he can't handle it. I don't really know why he was struggling uh, with it recently. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see there. Now, lastly, let's take a look at um, the path to the Sweet 16, shall we? I think that this is Iowa's best chance to make a Sweet 16 since Fran McCaffrey has been here. I, I really, really do. This is the nitty and gritty of this video here. I think Fran McCaffrey has had good opportunities before, but like I said, I think this is the best opportunity he has had. Uh, you know, it, it does often matter, you know, it, it does often matter, not even necessarily seeding, but the matchups, your path uh, forward. Uh, and I mean, I get it. Regardless, you, you have to beat good teams, but uh, you know, nonetheless, so here we go. Let me see if I can, uh, there we go, make this a little bit bigger. So Iowa versus uh, Richmond. If they win, they will play the winner of Providence and South Dakota State. Love both of those matchups. Yes, are, are both of those teams good? Sure. But, I, you know, do I think one, either of those teams is as good as Oregon was last year? No, I do not. Again, good teams, but... Iowa should be able to compete against both of them, certainly South Dakota State. Uh, and then we move onward. And, you know, there's Kansas down the line, there's San Diego State, and there is Creighton. Now that is a little bit tougher, but as long as Iowa beats Providence or South Dakota State, they would be in the Sweet 16. And then all bets are off. Um, Again, any one of these teams, Creighton, San Diego State, or Kansas, would be a tough team to beat. Preferably, it would be San Diego State or Creighton. But again, all of them would be difficult. But I, I like Iowa's ability to beat all three of them. I really do. Does that mean that they will? Of course not. Um, and as you guys can see here, theoretically, Iowa could play Iowa State in the Final Four, theoretically. Um or hypothetically, not even theoretically, because I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you know, it's a possibility. So what are the, what should be the expectations? Well, I'll tell you what the expectations should be. And <clears throat> I think it is important to take into account the preseason expectations. Okay. 
most people, I would say, a, let's just say a good amount of people didn't even expect Iowa to be an NCAA tournament team. Considering they are, they have already outdone or outperformed what most people expected from them. Not me, but a good amount of people, okay? With that being said, what they are currently, if, well, let's go back. If you were to use those expectations, in my eyes, them just making the NCAA tournament is fantastic. But if they could win one game, I think most people should be satisfied with that, considering they did not expect them to make the NCAA tournament. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't, on one hand, say uh, that you didn't even expect them to win the NCAA tournament. And then at the end, end of the season, when they make the NCAA tournament, you expect them to make a Sweet 16. It can't be both. Can't be both. Now, if you only go off of what Iowa is right now, then I think the expectations should be a sweet 16. Richmond is very winnable, and both South Dakota State and Providence are both very uh, beatable teams. So I think based off of what they are doing right now, a sweet 16 should be the expectation. I really do. That should be the expectation for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, and if they were to make it to that, I think that, you know, all bets would be off about how far they can go after that. Now, what is my, so, so those are the two expectations. You have the preseason one uh, where you take the preseason into account. And then you also have what they are, how they are currently playing right now. Uh, and, you know, obviously the, the thing that this Iowa team has that they have not had in the past is Keegan Murray. Okay. I know Luca Garza has been good or great, phenomenal. And I know Iowa has had guys like Jared Utoff, Aaron White, uh, Peter Jock, players like that. But none of them are the freak athletes and just dominant forces that Keegan Murray is. Luca Garza is the closest. But even then, Luca Garza was limited because he is a big guy. And oftentimes it depended on how much Iowa could get him the ball. Whereas Keegan playing on the outside, he can get the ball much more often. Iowa simply put has not had a guy like that. And, and I would also contend that Iowa has ne- has not had a team like what they currently have. This is by far the most athletic team they have ever had. Tony Perkins, you know, getting into the lane at will. I mean, Tony Perkins is is one of the best playmakers I have seen at the guard position over Fran McCaffrey's era. And I'm being dead dead straight about that. Jordan Bohannon, in any given game, can go crazy from three, giving you the, the edge there. But again, and Joe Toussaint. I believe that Iowa's guard play, the point guard and the shooting guard play is as strong as it has ever been going into the NCAA tournament. Yes, Iowa has had teams like like uh, Mike Gazelle and Anthony Clemens. We have seen, you know, even previous teams with with Jordan Bohannon, but those teams really only had Jordan Bohannon as their go-to guard. 
And to be honest, although Jordan is a great three-point shooter, he's not necessarily uh, an, a pure impact point guard you know, that we have seen in years past in the NCAA tournament. And what I mean by pure point guard is, you know, affecting the game in multiple ways and just carrying a team on their back. But collectively, Aaron Eulis, Joe Toussaint, uh, Joe, um, Tony Perkins, and Jordan Bohannon give Iowa the best collection of guards that they have ever had coming into the NCAA tournament. And I would contend that that is why this Iowa team is playing as good as, as, as we have ever seen in the Fran McCaffrey era. So with that being said, my prediction is, is straightforward. I fully expect Iowa to beat Richmond. Uh, I think you should too. Uh, I think the guard play the, the dominance of Keegan Murray uh, are, will just be too much for Richmond to handle. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Providence to beat South Dakota State, uh, although I would not be surprised if South Dakota State beat Iowa. And I'm going to go with Iowa beating them as well. Now we get on to the Sweet 16. And as I said, all bets are off, Okay. I'm only going to predict it to the Sweet 16. I'm not going to go past that. If Iowa makes the Sweet 16, I will I will predict after that. It's just, it's too hypothetical. You know, there's a whole nother bracket. And, you know, ultimately I would have to predict, you know, like five different versions of a whole other side of the bracket. But I will say this, the other side of the bracket, getting past the Sweet 16 is very doable. Very doable. Very, very doable. So, Again, in this current prediction, Iowa to the Sweet 16, baby. Sweet 16, baby. Let's go. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. We took a look at Richmond, at the Richmond Spiders. Uh, my prediction for that game is Iowa. Uh, look, I think they're going to put up 85 points. Iowa, 85. Richmond, uh, 68. I think Iowa wins this game comfortably. Uh, they put Richmond away early, uh, and they dominate this game 85 to 68. Uh, that is my prediction there. And my prediction is Iowa in the sweet 16, baby. Uh, and that is it. I'm going to have you guys locked and loaded the whole NCAA tournament. I'm going to have your guys coverage. You know, I was thinking the other day, you look at some of these Iowa websites, who, you know, you have to pay for some of their like opinion pieces and things like that. And your boy here is providing you that for free, full free. So um, hook your boy up with a sub and, um, you know, you know, I appreciate it big time. You guys are the best. We're up to 904 subs. We're, we're inching ever so closely to a thousand subs. Uh, and, you know, believe it or not, this does take time uh, and energy to do, which I, which I'm glad to do. It's no big deal. Uh, you know, I'm not saying woe is me or anything like that. I am glad to do this. I am glad to talk with each and every one of you. You guys are truly amazing. All right, guys. Thank you guys so, uh, so much for watching. Be sure to smash the subscribe button because well, subscribing makes you feel good at the very least like comment, share, you know, the drill, uh, let me know what your prediction is in the comment section below. 
uh, for Iowa versus Richmond and how far you think Iowa is going to go in this tournament. Give me your prediction in the comments below. I will put the PayPal link in the description. You know what? Let me show uh, just a little bit kind of what you do uh, for the PayPal here. So you're going to type in 247hawkeye.com and you're going to scroll all the way down to help our cause right here. You are going to click the donate now button. Uh, I'll also put this link in the description and then you just uh, you just uh, give a, you know give some coffee money. That's simple. It's that simple. Um, so uh, that is it. All right guys, thank you guys so much for watching. Last but not least, DBAP, don't be a pussy willow and facts or feelings because your feelings just don't matter. Love y'all. See you guys next time. Go Hawks. Bye-bye.